Joe, have you ever heard of a bicycle? What? Why what kind of contraption you're talking about? You know the one with two wheels, handlebars. Oh, that's right. Seat okay. optional. Seat optional. Put the uh, ball card. You ever put the ball card in the spokes to make a... No, because I wasn't from an 80s movie. <laughs> no, I've never seen anyone do that. I in saw it in a really? movie and then did like did it Henry myself, but the card like like just came out, and then I don't think I ever did it again. And it was like a Brett Favre rookie card. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> stick it right in the spokes. Anyway, there's I'll always... tell you what you can stick in the spokes. Hey now, hey now. You're an all-star. Get your game on. There's always fun stories about bikes, you know? Yeah. Like my brother once wiped out on a swath of gravel in the middle of a busy street in our hometown mm. and broke his collarbone and was knocked unconscious. Yeah. It's a violent uh, thing to wipe out on a bike. It is. I went to school with someone who went over the handlebars, broke both uh, wrists. <laughs> Had to walk around with, with it. Hold on to the handlebars? No, it's like bracing yourself oh, as you go over. He flew up. Oh, right. Jesus. Right. Violent. It is violent. Um, and another time... I was with my same brother, the same one of the crash earlier. Um, we were racing down the hill in front of our house on our bikes with the mm. neighbor kid, whose name shall remain nameless. <laughs> Let's who call shall, him. Who shall remain nameless? Let's rather. call him Brady. Sure, Brady. Uh, Brady D. Why, why not? <laughs> sure. Anyway, we're racing down, and this is like pretty illustrative of our different personalities because my brother and I, both heavier than Brady, uh-huh. were. Ahead of in the race towards sure. the end, but we started applying the brakes. How steep was this grade? Um, Did it feel I don't know, like dangerously steep. It's yeah, it's a pretty big hill. It's okay. not that long, but it's like steep. Okay, okay. you know. And uh, so we were getting towards the bottom. My brother and I were applying the brakes, and Brady was behind, but he was not behind for long because he did not apply the brakes. And he went zooming by us, so he probably technically won the race. But then he ended up halfway up a tree that was at the bottom of the hill, uh, and he had to peel himself out of there. But that's just one of the stories of him being a daredevil uh, with bikes involved or not. Win at all costs, baby. That's right. If I have to go through this tree, I will. I'm winning this race. (laughs) You got any good bike stories, Joe? Yeah. I remember the guy who ended up being the best man at my wedding, uh, one of my best friends that I grew up with, Andrew, he had a bicycle built for two. He had twin Mm. schwin. So you'd have two seats, and then each person would pedal, and it was sort of this elongated bike. I don't have any really, like, specific stories with that, but a lot of fond memories of hopping on that son of a bitch and, and riding around town and stuff. I feel like some people were trying to take that off, like, a ramp and stuff and do jumps <laughs> on it. And I, I definitely know that people would try to ride it solo. So you could easily mm. ride the bicycle built for two in the front seat, like, no problem <laughs> at all. But if you tried the back seat, that was, like, the real challenge. And you couldn't steer, right? Because you couldn't steer. So yeah. as far as I understand, Andrew was, like, the only one who could do it because he'd reach way over and, <laughs> like, be wobbling down the hill, but just in an effort to do it. Uh, so, yeah, like you said, fond uh, childhood memories on bikes. And we hope to create some fond memories today as we go on a... Our own bicycle built for two ride, wobbling down a a steep grade of a hill, potentially going to end in violence. So you better hit the brakes, Brady D, because the Cold Cans boys are drinking a new Belgian fat tire. Oh, 
Cheers, good buddy. Cheers. How's that first drink? I like it. This is a beer that I like and have had many times. How about you? I I like it a lot, yeah. I I have not gone to Fat Tire very often. I don't know why. I don't know. It it was like a, it was definitely available ever since I started drinking beer. I think it was just intimidating. Just Mm -hmm. kind of seemed like one of the craft beers that, so then I stayed away from it. But because I was intimidated and exposed by it at a young age, when I grew into being able to drink complicated mm-hmm. craft beers, then it was like, oh, Fat Tire? That's fucking lame. I've seen that my whole right. life. Why would I ever pick that up? It was one of the original <clears throat> craft beers, and it's around since 91, I think. Yeah. Um, it was, uh, was it? Oh, yeah. It was opened in 1991. Yeah. Your birthday. My day of birth. So, <laughs> something else was opened in 1991. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> <sighs> And I was a C-section Sorry. baby, so it's, it's, not to, quite as, oh God, it's not quite Oh, God, we're going to have to edit that out. <laughs> I, we say a lot of the show, we're going to have to edit that out. I really genuinely think we'll have to have a conversation <laughs> whether or not we want to edit that yeah, out. Yeah, we'll see. I apologize. See. We'll see. Anyway, uh, so 1991, it hasn't been around for hundreds and hundreds of years or anything, but as we've talked about the last couple of weeks, uh, you know, the craft beer movement kind of started in the 70s and 80s, it seems like, and this fits that mold really well. Yeah, and it, I mean, it's taking after styles that have been around for hundreds of years. Yeah, like, of course. This of course, one yeah. especially, the the Belgian-style ale. Mm-hmm. Um, and what this has turned into, it's like distributed in all 50 states now. Crazy stuff like that, like they're $200 million worth of sales every year. Yeah. The fact that it grew that much in, what, two and a half decades is, is remarkable. Yeah, it's insane. And it's, and it's growing like you're talking about and still 100% employee-owned. So yeah. So they haven't sold out to any of the big wigs yet. Uh, and yeah, it's, it's, it's barreling. Like Fleet Farm, right? Fleet We're employee owned. No, that's Woodman's. Oh, Woodman's. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Woodman's. I can't, I can't We're... think of the guy's name. Something it's like Phil Woodman. Woodman. Phil Woodman. Phil Woodman. Okay. I'm Phil Woodman, and we're employee owned. Two ninety five for a sack of flour. What the <laughs> fuck is going on? That's what those is commercials. He we'll just... pay you to take this pallet full of water. <laughs> that's him. <laughs> That's his East yeah. Coast brother. <laughs> yeah. Well, he had like his, Phil Woodman would have his like son mm-hmm. on air too, who would be on. And I'm John Woodman. <laughs> I have you ever seen was... an avocado before? <laughs> the commercial would end. <laughs> but yes, employee owned New Belgium Brewery. <laughs> yeah, so it produced like, in 2016 it says it produced uh, just under a million barrels of beers. So across wow. 50 states, it's ubiquitous for sure. Mm-hmm. Um and even gone international now, it looks like it's in Sweden, distributed mm-hmm. in Sweden, which is pretty cool. Yeah, that is and cool. I've actually been to this brewery a couple times. It's in Fort Collins, Colorado. Um, which what is brought a, you to that a couple of times? So the first time was when I was traveling the country. I was a vagabond. Uh, uh, a real Right after I was leaving Wisconsin to come out here. Renaissance man. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I was painting and writing and yeah. singing. Journaling. To pay my fare. And journaling, yes. Yeah. And uh, I went there with my buddy Kyle. We went to Denver, and then Fort Collins is just uh, about an hour north of Denver, something like that. Mm-hmm. And this brewery's there. It's also Colorado State is there, but this brewery is probably the main attraction. Um, it's like kind of on the outskirts of town, but very bikeable to the main stretch. And it's just it's an enormous building where they have the brewery that you can go on a tour. It's a ta- tap room and tasting room, nice. and they even expanded it into. Um, like between the first time and the second time I went there, they expanded to a whole nother tasting room area. And then there's like green space outside where you can whatever throw a ball around, throw a frizz, little cornhole, all Toss that stuff. That cornhole, yeah, green, green space, 
green space is good. <laughs> and if yeah, you're that's in, cool. You're in Denver, buddy. You're gonna have some of that green up in your space. In your space, yeah, cloud in your space, hey. smoking it up. Uh, and the second time I went was actually pretty recently, like a few months ago. I went mm. with my girlfriend. Nice. We uh, spent a weekend there. It was nice. Yeah, good that's brewery. cool. It, it, like the brewery also says it's like 100 percent. Uh, running employee on I've never seen a walnut <laughs> <laughs> so that's the son he just doesn't know what foods are yeah, anything quote exotic yeah the the dad is yelling about deals prices yeah. about paying people to come get pallets of water and the son is yelling about his confusion about the stock in their in their grocery store I, I'm sure that this is how those commercials I, used yeah, to go it's ringing a bell um, so, but anyway, it's, it's a hundred percent. What is it? Like eco, it's very eco-friendly, right? It's, yeah. what did they do recently? They did like a. There are a lot of solar powered, I believe. And they have like, yeah, the LED certifications. Right. And they, oh, they no, like I'm recycle their water. It. Yeah. Went, uh, yeah. Achieved LED platinum certification. Ooh. So it's like in, incredibly sort of green and, and eco-friendly. They also like, you know what? They're known for their company Tell culture. Me. It's a little bit twisted. Uh-oh. They the their employees. Um, the, the company employs eight carnies <laughs> who work at the brewery's tour de fat fundraising events. In addition to chemists, microbiologists, electricians, operators, and engineers, uh, low turnover, and it has been named like the most audacious companies, the best companies to work at. Two thousand eight, it was named the best company to work at in America. So. Like it's a cool culture that their employees feel sort of satisfied. Yeah, we've heard it's a that career for them. It's yeah, not just some piss on job. Yeah, and we've heard that with like brewers that obviously we've talked to. But then we talked to the the folks from Optimism last week. They also talked about like our employees are happy like with the culture that we've created. Breweries mm-hmm. generally seem to have like a very healthy, happy sort of way of life for the people that are working in them, which is cool. Yeah, do you think they attract those types, the type of people who are willing to, you know, right. like communists, basically. <laughs> people who are, are happy with the common good, they're not like yeah. cutthroat going for the top. Maybe. I mean, it's probably a combination of both. And then this, and their buzz. the cultures sort of reinforce that personality, but it sounds fucking great to me. Like, mm-hmm. that doesn't sound, oh, yeah. that sounds very nice. And they're making great products. They are. Like, it's not lackadaisical in any way, so... Yeah. Yeah, not bad uh, company perks if you're getting to take home a couple cases. Hell yeah. And, 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 an entire pallet of beer. <laughs> they pay you. I'll pay you. I can't find any granola. And cuts out. Uh, <laughs> did you, uh, so when you visited, did you do like the tasting room? Did they serve food and anything there? Like, I don't believe they have food. It's like a place a where you, there's a, a little food truck out front. And then um, I believe when I was there, it was some sort of macaroni and cheese-like specialty truck. That was nice. That was the second time I went. Also that second time, um, we were getting around Fort Collins on bikes, actually. It was kind of cool. We biked from our Airbnb to the brewery and then to downtown. It was, yeah. Kind of in perfectly. the yeah, in the vein of how this whole thing was founded, we should talk about that. We led the show with doing five minutes on bike stories. Or whatever. <laughs> we didn't even talk about it. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's fun. We're having. We fun. went around the block a few times with hey, those stories. Will. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, the, so the Fat Tire is kind of the iconic branding. Is there's a bike? Uh, I mean, it's called Fat Tire. There's a red bicycle on a sidewalk uh, on the on the logo. Actually, New Belgian Brewing rebranded their logo. 
to include like the fat tire bike in it so right. that people, when they were drinking other New Belgian beers, they would associate it with the fat tire brand. So they're very proud of their flagship beer, Fat Tire. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, apparently the, the owners were biking between breweries in Europe. Um, yeah. And I think the the guy in particular, because it was a husband and wife who started it. Right. And maybe, maybe they were both there, but they tell you about this on the tour. It's like this big romantic vision of this guy going around and like having an epiphany. Like this type of atmosphere needs to come to America and like these types right. of beers. And I want to make this beer now. And, I mean, I'm sure there's more factors involved in that, but the fact that that is the genesis of it, he had this, like, life-changing experience in Europe and came home and did it, uh, it's pretty cool. And the fact that it's grown into what it is now. Yeah, it's very cool. It's a cool story. It's a romantic story. uh, And kind of different than, like, the people that are just kind of churning out home brewing in their garage and they find a passion. This person, like, toured the world and and discovered it, which which is great. Yeah, he's been living the dream for a while, yeah. it sounds like. That is all of every time I hear like the origin story of these breweries, I'm like, God, <laughs> why why wouldn't I just live this life? Yeah. It seems wonderful. Teach me. Yeah, god damn it. So how how's it going down? We're we're through the neck, both of us. I like it. You know, it's pretty light. <clears throat> yeah, it's it's pretty not difficult. It's not difficult, it's very simple. We've had a few of these. And it's what we like so much about session. And right. it, this is very similar. So the, the flavor profile, if I could read this, it's uh, toasty malt, gentle sweetness, flash of fresh hop bitterness. The malt and hops are perfectly balanced. Mm. I would agree with that. <clears throat> Certainly not too hoppy, but it does have some of that hop flavor in it. It's yeah. good. 5.2% alcohol, 22 IBU. This is like a perfect, standard. it's a perfect beer to like finish a work day. You're not looking for anything particularly challenging. You don't want to have something mass market. Yeah. I guess this is distributed everywhere, but like something with some flavor. This is like a perfect beer to crack open. Totally, and they they make like up to twenty ish beers now. It sounded like yeah, um, and they have some of those available in their tap room. I have this vision of they had these like enormous kettles in one of the rooms, and then like a a bar with taps behind it. Mm-hmm. And when you bought the tour admittance, you got a cup and you could fill it up like five times or something. And a lot of their other beers are like more difficult. I think they're like. Go for some like a little wilder styles, if you will. Ryan style, twisted, a little bit twisted. Uh-huh. And I was reading that they're also like the top producer of sour types in in the U.S. Oh, or something okay. like that. Um, so that doesn't surprise me because they experiment a lot and then they like distribute those. They like use their distribution network to get it out to different places, which is cool. Yeah, exposing the U.S. <clears throat> to fun it, new things. A good mix of distribution and that experimentation, because even in like. The pyramid episode we did, the guy was kind of saying like, "We always always love to do more experimentation, but we can't always get yeah, to, we can't have to deal it. with yeah." So New New Belgium seems to have struck a nice balance there. Definitely, good for them. Yeah, and the fact that the brewery that when you're saying that about they have employees who are there for a career, like I remember that from the tour. Everyone was like super stoked to be there, and it was people who look like they work at a brewery. Yeah, which is is great. Beards. Right, a lot of tattoos. You know, yeah. like. Either really short hair or really long hair. Sure. That type of stuff. And so that culture. Communists, yeah. (laughs) They all ride bikes, too. They never burn gasoline. Mm, It's disgusting. It's frankly, it's fucking disgusting. I would argue that anybody not driving a Ford F-150 isn't patriotic in my America. I don't know who that is. Yeah, this is a new character. That's not patriotic in my America. 
This it, is the other Woodman son. <laughs> yeah, he comes out once in a while in these commercials. Flash from Phil to John to this guy. I don't get that those communist fucks driving around in their bikes. Uh, so we were buying this beer and we looked at some potential food pairings. Mm. And is be- it that time of the show already? It, it feels like we're coming on to it. We're halfway through. Um, and we, we, oh, that's some Foley work. <laughs> you, you got me going. Um, we, we, we looked and like, because it's such a, a simple, but like flavorful beer, there's a lot of different food pairings you can go with right. from your salad all the way to like your, basically your dessert. But a stand, we figured a good like standard cheese would do. So what we bought here is the Keebler uh, Club and Cheddar Sandwich Crackers, <laughs> made with real cheddar cheese. Yeah, that so little block of plastic wrap around the, the what eight? Yeah, eight little crackers. Eight, and they're like the saltine crackers. Now these aren't the ones where the crackers themselves are cheddar, cheddar flavored right. and orange. These I, are yeah. Club I wanted crackers. you to put those back. And get you did. I had them in my hand. And you said, "Drop them! Che- Drop it!" <laughs> the cheese flavored crackers just don't do it for me. It's nope. like too much, and it's it's a different flavor than the cheese inside. So it and it doesn't pair well, if you will. What about in the, my opinion? What about the cheese flavored crackers with peanut butter in the middle? You like nope. those? No, no, not at all. Which is sort of weird because I do. I am like an advocate for the PB and J sandwich with a slice of cheddar on it. Oh, really? It's very good. Yeah. If you haven't had it before, try it. Cause wow, bring we, that should be a pair of tear. We should try it. We should try it. Okay. How was it? Yeah, you you finish. I, I'm gonna take. I mean, a to cut you off. I finished the first one. And then take a drink. Oh, I mean, extremely parable. I really, I, I'm a, I, I, unlike you, like the cheese crackers with that are flavored cheese flavored with the cheese in the middle. But that's only because my mom would happen to buy those once in a while. So I had them when I was a kid. I don't think I ever really had this club club and cheddar version, but it goes really well. It's a it's a nice quick snack. That sort of cheese sauce is, is great. And then this beer, again, is not trying to do too much. It's very simple, and it complements it perfectly. Yeah. You put that cracker salt side down on your tongue, and you get the salt mm. just flow over it. It's perfect. Yeah. Hell yeah. I liked it. So, Here. parable. Nom, 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 Okay. I feel like we handled the parable and terrible better than before. We're becoming, like, uh, a bit more efficient with yeah, our eating on mic. Yeah, it's Yeah. Well... Good. It's the not... listeners will, will will stay tuned in then, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Or buy worse headphones, you know? You don't need such high yeah. fidelity for this podcast. Yeah. Just so you can only hear the booming bass in both of our voices. Yeah. You can't hear anything else. When a new number one happens and I'm screaming, oh I want God. the highest quality that you yeah, can Yeah, just so the community knows, I had to talk to Joe about yelling into the microphone. <laughs> I think you talked about it on the Power Hour live. Oh, did I? I oh, know. well, we've now the, you know again. We've had the conversation a few times, so yeah. <laughs> it could have been anything. Well, it's either me yelling, I guess, for the new number one, or if it's me doing like my John Woodman now, which is a new character <laughs> right. I'm going to bring back to this show. <laughs> what? What's the difference between clementines and oranges? <laughs> Move on. Uh, that's, that's a decent idea for a like, local grocery store. Like, why not? Yeah, that sure. would get news. Yeah, people would laugh at it. Be like, like, what the fuck, Tim and Eric type I, thing. I mean, I seriously think that's kind of what Woodman's is going for. I feel like the the he's yelling at you a little bit. Yeah, I feel like the the people that are in charge at Woodman's, like the producers of those commercials, they're like, we know, like we could tell them to be better, but we're this is the shtick. 
Yeah, and I'm sure the guy is like that. He's got a little like Lou Holtz in him. He does, yeah. Listeners that aren't from uh, Wisconsin, go to YouTube and type in Woodman's commercials. You're probably going to find some. (laughs) They are a a treat. Um, I'm I'm rushing right through this. This is, I got to tell you this, like waves curling up from my toes all the way up to my head. I'm getting the same vibes, same shark fin vibes as Session. Getting a little vibes here. Oh, no. It feels simple. It feels, it's affordable. Your brother said this during the the power hour. This beer is not trying to do anything else. It's just a a fucking good beer. Like, it's not, there's Mm -hmm. no gimmick. Mm -hmm. It's a perfect flagship beer. Yeah, I would agree. I I do really like this beer, and I have, like, feel somewhat of a connection to the brewery. I've been there only twice, but. That's um, something. Yeah, in Colorado. the fact that it's yeah not anywhere near where I live, and right. it is a cool place. It's you just feel calm when you're there, right. even when it's like busy because it is such a big space. It's sort of like calming. Same thing of optimism like last week. That's yeah. an enormous beer hall, and you can still kind of like find your own little space in there and, and yeah, feel at home. <clears throat> yeah, I don't I don't remember how exactly Troy put it from optimism. But he was like, I want people to come in and and sort of feel like they're part of this process. Like they can see yeah, how it's being made. Factory. And yeah, and then you definitely appreciate the taste a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Either that or if you're pairing your uh, New Belgium Fat Tire with a Keebler Club and Cheddar mm. sandwich cracker. Find it now at Woodman's. <laughs> Woodman's. Uh, uh. What? What are the vegetables that look like little green trees? <laughs> oh, he doesn't know what broccoli is. He doesn't know what broccoli is. <laughs> Oh, I'm not, I, if I started yelling, if, if I was a little bit drunker, John Woodman eventually is going to start yelling into the mic. And mm-hmm. then you're going to have to watch it's those levels. And, I'll the balance those levels. We'll equalize them. All right. So but, um, I want to get to the mail. We, we've been ignoring the mailbag yeah, for a while. Yeah, let's open up the mailbag. Um, open up the mailbag. Open up the mail. Bag. Open, open up the, the mail bag. Open up the mail bag. Open up the mail bag. Open up the mail bag. We're opening it up. Open up the mail bag. We're opening it up. Open up the mail bag. We're opening it up. And I'm here open. to say, then open up the mail bag. Okay. Um. Let's see here. So w- there's been a bit of a Twitter backlash. A tete. Um, yeah. Oh, just a backlash, not a. We weren't giving it and taking it. <laughs> well, yeah. It, well, yeah. Not backlash. It's be yeah. It, it, tit for tat. But I want before we even get into that, uh, Twitter follower at Stodiac tweeted as not terrible, very terrible, and a picture of not your father's mountain ale with some M and M's. I don't know what kind of M and M's. Those are crispies. To which I replied to this tweet. You because... replied the only thing crispy M and M's pair with is the bottom of a trash bin, and then Amelia Dres responded, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! Those are strong words." I. I just want to bring everybody's temperature down a bit. We have some elevated feelings going around. Um, Pairing anything with Not Your Father's Mountain Ale is just trash. Yeah, recipe for disaster. I tend to agree with them. Oh, boy. I tend to Three Mile Island. I tend to agree with them about the um, crispy M&Ms. I think crispy M&Ms are really good. They're trash. Why do you hate them? Because it's like a, it's basically like, empty air inside of an M&M. You're getting <laughs> robbed of valuable chocolate. Have you been reading these stories about how chocolate is going to be extinct with by 2050, Joe? Have you been reading about this? Have you heard this one? By 2050, you won't be able to get a nickel for a piece of chocolate from your grandma's purse. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> and you know whose fault that is? It's our old friend Barry. <laughs> I don't. I, I had like a nickel for your grandma's. There was some eighties <laughs> movie line. I, I let's move past it. Uh, why is chocolate going extinct? Climate <clears throat> change, bro. Climate change. Heard of it? So, so we should eat all the chocolate while we can and not eat crispy M and M. Right. You gotta. You gotta. Uh... Because you're paying the same amount for crispy M and M's that you're paying for any other M and M. So this is a value based thing that you're talking about. A little about. bit, you're but I also don't flavor. care for the taste. Because okay. it's like it's such a Rice Krispies have don't have much flavor to them. It's not like there's no salt component of it. Right. If you're doing the sweet of the chocolate, you need something salty in there, like a peanut butter or a peanut, or even a pretzel. Pretzel okay. M and M's fine by me. Okay, I can see. I can see. You feel very strong. Sit down. Sit down. <laughs> you feel uh, very strongly about the subject, but. Uh, I don't know. I disagree. I think they taste fine, but I agree there's an air component in there. You get a little bit of air with that sort yeah. of wafer. I don't middle. need that. My okay. jaw doesn't need a little air cushioning. It's fine. It's something different. Just eat M&Ms every goddamn day like of your it. life. Something a little bit twisted. That's why they make the strawberry filled now. Oh, God. Yeah, really? Have you and, had them? And, no, I haven't. Are they like jelly, like in a donut? I don't know. I don't think so. I think it's like, like oh, a... No. The shell, I think, is uh, strawberry. <laughs> Make it like a, I, know, I don't know I don't how know, I was doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God the listeners didn't have to watch that. Uh, I don't know what the fuck we're talking about. I, I want to move on to other mailbag item, which is uh, our old friend at Brooks Matic tweeted us uh, in response to the Power Hour re-rankings. Mm. On behalf of the Tecate Syndicate, we are relieved that our beloved Mexican brew has found its proper home in the rankings. But let me be clear. The Syndicate will never forget the hate griping Joe Glockstock launched our way. Forgiven, but not forgotten. Um, another thing I'll say is I I griped a lot about it. I think it was because Brooks was- was, It's pretty good. Yeah, well, bonkers Brooks Maddox doesn't have any, (laughs) doesn't have a leg to stand on. (laughs) When I'm through with him, after I toss his ass out the ring and bring forth the WWF championship to the home, straight to the penthouse of Barry Obama- Body no, slam him down the hill. Stringing together. Jesse's kind of losing it. Um, anyway. from your grandmother's purse. Ooh, listeners should know Nick's doing a good Jesse. That one didn't make any sense. No, it didn't. You won't even be able to get a nickel from your grandmother's purse. <laughs> Sorry, keep going. I had something in mind, and I thought it would just come out, and then it didn't connect at all. Sometimes that happens. You got to take risks. It's right? true. It's true. That's a good lesson. You got to just we'll start, cover that someday. You the start walking the plank, and sometimes you got to die at the <laughs> yeah. end of it. Um, sometimes you hang yourself on the end of it. Yeah, on top of just being at the end of a plank. Um, what the fuck were we talking about? The oh, mailbag. <clears throat> Tecate, Tecate. So, I think Tecate. Brooks brought in those big honking forties of Tecate, which honkers. is why they didn't taste. Yeah, the big big titty honkers of Tecate, and it's why they didn't taste so great to me. Um, but I really enjoyed our conversation with Brooks. Of course, I, I enjoy Brooks Matic very much. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we had him on the re ranks. I relented and I said I agree, and we actually moved Tecate up. I believe we did, like so, up one spot or something. Yeah. And I think it is a fine beer. I also about his tweet. I love saying. Tecate Syndicate, as if it's Tecate Syndicate. Syndicate, yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> I and like being representing the Tecate Syndicate. <laughs> uh, that's great. Words are fun sometimes. You know? Oh, I, I've known you for long enough to <laughs> to know that to grow sick of that yes. idea. Uh, but 
yeah, Brooks, you know, you can shove it up your ass because uh, <laughs> we 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 rigged got to hire. So that's it. Close up the old mailbag and uh, let's look at the the beer advocate score. You got it up, Nick? Oh, always, Joe. I'm always ready to go. This one has a three point six out of five, which translates to good, good. I think yeah, it's a fine score. It's a little lower than I might have imagined. Uh, I think sure. it probably falls victim to people saying like it's just such a basic beer. Um, and most of the beers that rank highly on Beer Advocate are like some triple IPA, that yeah, type yeah. of thing. So it's not entirely it's surprising. Too simple. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. So sessionability versus sippability. This has got a nice balance, a really nice balance. Mm-hmm. You could sip it or you could drink all six of these. You're not going to feel terrible, you know? Yeah. And uh, Fat Tire on their website lists this as having 160 calories. We should analyze calorie counts more often, you know? Ooh. Yeah. It just that's included not, as part of our, sure. our rankings, sure. 160 is pretty reasonable. Yeah, like, that's not bad. If you're approaching 200, that's a pretty heavy beer. And if you're down at like the 70 or whatever, 64 range, that's the other end. Right. 160 would, fine. Yeah, you, you could drink this probably in the same amount of time that you would drink like two Miller 64s yeah, or yeah. like 55. Right. So, you know. And then it's horse apiece from there. <laughs> so, okay. So we, we it seems like we both really like this taste. We both... The sessionability is 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 high. The sipability is mm. high. Mm. Value is pretty good. Um, sentimental value even better. Sentimental even better. The calories are fine. <laughs> Where are we going? With sentimental even better. You look. Well, at you me. said the value is good, and I said the sentimental value is even better. Yeah, I heard what you said. I, I didn't mistake the words that came out of your mouth. But I added something to value. Oh, just kind of for the sake of adding it. Well, I, I, for my own sake, it's the sentimental value. Yeah. And the fact that you had just said value makes it a glasses lower. Know Nick is now lowering his glasses and, and looking at me over the top of them. And the sentimental value is just as high. <laughs> Why do bananas stay connected? <laughs> you should be able to break them apart. All right. So let's... Um... Let's, Let's look at the rankings. this small guy, huh? So, Russian radioactive up to deplorables, up to wild card, up to cream of the crop. It, It's it's in the wild card cream of the crop territory. I don't think it's in the bottom part. Yeah, I think no it's bordering that. that, yeah. Yeah. And when I'm scrolling down the rankings, I'm starting to feel warm, very warm, as I scroll down into uh, as I scroll down into the session, the Rainier, the Lineo, the Sam Adams range. I'm starting to feel... Like that just feels like home here. As I would agree, I'm okay with as, that. Uh, what was it? Of Monsters and Men once said, or as Lumineers once said, some band that that uh, uh, home home Edward Sharp. You mean home? Yeah. What's the song? Home. Let me go home. home. That one or a different one? Home. Alabama, Arkansas. Yeah. I do love my mom and not the way that I do love you. Mm. Oh, holy moly, me, oh my. Oh, oh. oh. home is I'm with, with you. you. <laughs> hey, okay, what is going on? All right, um, this is a singing show. What, okay, so, what do you think? So, to me, then that would be top of the wild card. Yeah, I I keep looking at Red Hook ESB and wondering why it ended up where it ended up. Should have been re-ranked. It's got to be lower. Uh, we fucked up. <clears throat> we did, but just that one. The other, the rest of them I'm okay with mostly, but okay. so I don't want that one to totally influence what I'm going to do on here. 
Okay. Um, I would put this above Session. Below wow. Kona. Wow. Wow. What are you thinking? Where's your head at, man? Is it in the spokes, huh? My head, uh, yeah. It's like I'm sitting on a bike with the seat pulled off after what you just did to me. I think that I'm above Lionizo. I'm above Sam Adams Bosnogger. I'm above Lionizo, but I'm I, I don't know if I'm above Rainier. Really? Yeah. And I don't think I'm above Session. I really, really like Session. I like everything above Fat Tire, but Session like like blew me away. And so I am so you you have this beer at one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. You have it at eleven. Kona's ten. That'd be the eleventh best beer. And I have it slightly lower. I have it at uh, 11, 12, so 13th out of line Ezo. Hmm. So I have it ahead of Rainier and Session, which you don't agree with. I'd I'd be willing to split the difference. Move it behind Session? Yeah, I'll, 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 fine, I'll put it ahead of Rainier, but I... I feel strongly about session. I can't. How many times have I you can't had session? Back down. How many times have I had this? This beer sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm. I mean, I guess I'm okay with it because I did. I do like session as well. I think it has a lot of utility, uh, even above and beyond this. Even though this has equal or more ABV, higher ABV than uh, session. I think Session was okay. five point one. This five point two. <clears throat> yeah, it it is similar. They're they're both like a Session is an even simpler beer. This one is right. like as a, a Belgian style ale is it's slightly more complicated, but it, it's very easy to drink. And as far as copy corner goes, do you remember all the copy on the Session uh, packaging? Yeah, it was bad. Yeah, and this is a lot good, of like outlandish stuff. And you've been to their brewery. All right, fine. I'll have it ahead of session. Okay. So it's below Kona. So it would be our 11th um, favorite beer. Yeah. That's 11th good. best beer in the world. Cool. Well, that's good. It's the 11th best beer in the history of the world. Um, do you know if there are any, uh, as we as we exit the show, if there's any good like sales or anything at, at Woodman's? <laughs> well, if you come down here today, <laughs> you can talk to my great aunt, Louise. The Melons! Don't have you can to get be round. Full pallet of milk for eight ninety five. What's an apple core? <laughs> The Cold Cans Podcast is recorded in the Overcast Room at Cloud Studios in Seattle, Washington. Visit cloudstudioseattle.com.